We've had a lot of fun. Oh, crusty. Like this is your Waterloo. Soon you'll be Napoleon blown apart. Ugh, terrible. Oh, hush up, Leo. so bad <laughs> god damn it ravishing uh, rick rubin ravishing rick rubin i guess that's a decent way to start off laser time hi hi everybody hi michael what are you what are you playing on your ipad um i'm playing the podcast it better be for work it is all right it's for this work this what 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 work is this do you even remember anymore uh no but it's video game apocalypse no it's not <laughs> no it's not wait that's not why i'm why are we here then? Yeah. No. If not no. to plug our show. Um, yes. <laughs> Fine. Plug your show. What's the deal? It's Vidja Game Apocalypse. It's on the Laser Time Network, lasertimepodcast.com or vidjagameapocalypse.com. And or for the people who can't spell that stupid, stupid name, <laughs> videogameapocalypse.com. Does it start with too. a B or a J? I'm not sure. Uh, it starts with a V, as oh. in vampire. This ass. is a boring story, but when building out the Laser Time category feed. I put in Vigia Game Apocalypse, and it was taken. What? Who the fuck on our site took Vigia Game Apocalypse before us? Wait, ha- I'm, I'm totally confused. The, the URL uh-huh. was taken for lasertimepodcast.com. It showed up as Vigia Game Apocalypse 2. So I, had to, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to change it to Video Game Apocalypse. So okay. the, U- the URL feed will read that in the... Whatever. It's, again, boring story. Do so not feel like explaining this we, to anybody. Do we not have Vigia Game Apocalypse? We do. Okay. We're fine. Uh, it's just a redirect. <laughs> do, we, do we have BruceBannersPenis.com? Yes. Oh, you know oh. what? That expires in a month. I'm going to start a Kickstarter. It becomes a dick when he becomes <laughs> the Hulk. I like that. It's brilliant. I need $5 to renew the domain registration. <laughs> this. No, because I watch the Super Bowl and I use GoDaddy because I don't know fuck about the internet and I want to supplement those idiots who think we're morons <laughs> every single year. That's the worst. It's not. It's, it's just no. Like, there, there are other ones I think were worse. Every, that one was really? clever by comparison. Like, That's oh, Danica Patrick, I want to be in a GoDaddy commercial. I'm taking off my top and I'm wearing a GoDaddy tank top. This is so sexy and scandalous. That's all their previous commercials. I was just really uncomfortable with all the sounds coming from their mouths yes. while they were kissing. I'm like, oh, it's well, so see, that's noisy. The, honestly, that's the only part I could praise about it. I don't mind you making. <laughs> yeah. a, I just don't. I don't. I don't get who they think they're marketing to. Yeah. Like, what? What? Like corporate IT guys? Like, yeah, we're going to use them. We're going to use GoDaddy. They're going to charge us a lot more. Include none of the features. That was that. That was really funny to me. I the find that is, funny. The, the, the whole thing was like, we have our sexy side and our nerdy side. It's like your sexy side only exists in your ads. And, and you sell <laughs> domain names. That is the least sexy thing you on the planet. Sopa. That's not hot. No. And they nice. only advertise during the fucking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They're never on TV any uh, other time. They are on like late night TV. If you Ooh, watch a lot of Adult hello. Swim. But it, that's who do they think their audience is? People like <laughs> burnouts. People up at two a.m. Like I no, should, it's I my, should get a domain. It's name. my parents. There are people like my mom who are like my marmalade's pretty good. If I had an internet site with which to sell my wares, <laughs> go, Daddy. Like, well, yeah, that commercial really appealed, appealed to my fucking. Horrible name, horrible and it, logo. And it's Vigia I'm glad I put this idea on the internet first. I don't know when this show's going up. I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, uh, 
fucking Fuck this the ravens. This is actually <laughs> Oh, I lost it. Uh, this is actually a two-part episode. Oh, thanks, guys. This is this is our uh, Marvel All-Star crossover where um, we're sharing a theme with you guys at Video Game Apocalypse, yeah, which means you told me what you were doing and I stole the idea. <laughs> and but it, it's going to sound boring, but I swear to Christ, it's not um, because you guys are doing tomorrow should go up the day after. Don't think actual tomorrow, Michael. I don't want people okay. to know where we're at right now. <laughs> uh, I could see your, I could see you doing it with your face. No, what, no. what day is today? <laughs> uh, you were doing the worst best narrators. No, no, just the best, best narrators. narrators. There's a little bit Straight of worst in there. No, there's no worst. There's like one worst. There's one worst that it's an example. Okay, worst. I'm going to give you. And two we're more playing it as a gag. Worst. Okay, is it the one I, I'm thinking of? That we may have previewed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay. Good. Uh, it was History. only. It was only because uh, I. So I, I thought of this a long time ago. I might have. I honestly, the, for the first time, I might have. We may have done this episode of Laser Time before, and I know nobody <laughs> here who has been in every episode could verify whether we did the best narrators in film and television. Anybody? Don't know, do you? I Nobody can't knows. Verify that you Nobody didn't. knows. I, I don't know who I am. No. Where am I? <laughs> J- Jackie Chance, who am I? Does that have a narration? Um, who ooh. am I? Michael Grimm just grunt. Uh, I, I was waiting for the horrible Chinese impersonation to come out. Like, thankfully, <laughs> you're welcome. No, no such bad luck. Oh uh, no, that isn't going to happen. Not this. Not this episode. Um, don't look at my list, Tyler. I'm not. Looking He's looking right God, at it. Tyler. I wasn't. Todd, you were, Tyler. Um, uh, before, yes, I sunk your battleship. It turns out you group everything together. I didn't realize how susceptible I was to movies and television with narration. Uh, Michael, have is there? It's no, isn't is it known that narration is kind of a cheap way to fill the audience in a lot of details and to get? Is there a writer term for that? Like. I think people exposition look, in, like well, it, you can convey a ton of exposition in, mm-hmm. in movies, and you can do it very elegantly when an omniscient narrator is telling you. That's true. And also, I, it gives you an excuse to shoehorn in Morgan Freeman. <laughs> thank you. Be every narrator. March of the Penguins on here. Thank you. Uh, not quite. I had to crawl to freedom through five hundred yards of shit-smelling foulness I can't even imagine. <laughs> or maybe I just don't want to. <laughs> maybe. I think you can imagine. 500 yards. That's the length of five football fields. <laughs> <laughs> he does I wa- good. I wanted to get the obvious ones out of the way. I, I didn't... I meant to get his... Because Morgan Freeman doesn't narrate in War of the Worlds until Steven Spielberg decides to stop making the movie. And mm. then the movie ended and all the aliens got colds. <laughs> <laughs> they had the sniffles. Play the credits. Had to stay home. Steven Spielberg will not be doing commentary on this film. Uh, I also I did... And this is sort of inspired. There was a video that went around the internet of Morgan Freeman narrating everything. Mm-hmm. I'll be playing clips of this throughout the show. Awesome. Morgan Freeman was born in 1937. He narrated his own birth, saying... Leaving the warm comfort of his mother's womb, I, Morgan Freeman, enter the world. Soon I will make my first poop, one of many in the life of Morgan Freeman. The first time that Morgan Freeman saw himself crying in the mirror, he became old, and remained that way his whole life. From then on, every time that Morgan Freeman cried, it rained. 
in heaven when Morgan Freeman <laughs> <I'm sorry>. makes <laughs> I do love that video. Uh, it, I watched it like three times. There's no reason for it. It's just some guy had a good Morgan Freeman impersonation. Beneath Morgan Freeman's beard, there's no chin. Yes. There's just another fist. Morgan Freeman doesn't go hunting. Morgan Freeman... Uh, <laughs> we're mixing memes. <laughs> Are we? we get some sheet action in here, guys. Keep it topical. My <laughs> mistake. Um, I want. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna play narrators and see if you can actually guess them. Oh, and I. Yes, I, I am absolutely astounded that like literally ninety percent of these are my favorite things ever, 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 ever. What's a good? What's a good one? Um, you have a narrator fetish. Apparently I do. Uh, this is sort of topical. Who knows what this is? In the sixth grade, he went into business breeding Dalmatian mice, which he sold to a pet shop. The real tenabons. Michael Grimm. It's uh, Alec Baldwin. Real estate in his early teens, I watch... It seemed to have an almost preternatural understanding of international finance. 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 Uh, I had yeah. no idea that was Alec Baldwin the first three times I watched what? this movie. It doesn't sound like him. It, well, it just... Mm. I don't think we'd it heard him... Like him at all. We hadn't well, heard he's him. not a character in the movie, right? He's, he's just, not. Yeah, he's, he's never in the movie. But he, before that, Alec Baldwin was a super handsome, cheesy leading man that everybody hated. And then he just discovered ABC his, dog. Which what is it? Always be closing. Oh, that fucking scene is fantastic. <laughs> um, fuck you. Go home and play with your kids, Mike Grimm. Uh, <laughs> if only. <laughs> so no, I don't think anybody had heard that. That I don't the jowly, fat Michael uh, Alec Baldwin. Sorry, I was looking right at you. Uh, <laughs> what? It was an accident. Um, yeah, I thought you were in slip. I thought you were looking at the jowly me. fat Michael. <laughs> you got a selection you put, over here. You put. Uh, <laughs> now we're off to an awkward start. Well, that was Royal Tenenbaums. Does anybody else have a notable movie with narration? Think of a popular one so you can be sure I have it. Well, there's there's the one that I thought of when you when you told me about this immediately, which is uh, Henry Hill. Oh wait, let me. I wanted to close with that one. Oh, my, so, my, I'm, I'm sure you have Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on there. Fuck no, I don't. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> God damn it! That move, that narration is great. It really is. Oh, whatever. That ah, you sold me on that movie based on the narration. Ah, whatever. That happens later in the film. Anyway, anyway, uh, later in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> How I Met Your uh, Mother has Bob Saget. Yeah, you know what? Narration. Never seen it. Not talking about it. Don't care. Well, don't. It, it is funny because Bob Saget narrates it as the main character who isn't this Bob Saget. Sound anything like and Bob sounds Saget. nothing like Bob. It's like when Wait, you who's get the older, main character? I don't, I don't know, know his name. It's not. It's not uh, it might be going for our Wonder Years kind of thing. <gasps> it is, but it's, I like the idea that when you when you get older, your voice becomes like Bob Saget's. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, by the time you're 60, uh, you're just like, oh, cunt, bitch, ah, and you're Bob Saget. And that's not how he talks, Wait, but he on. swears a lot. <laughs> you overcompensate. Rip Torn. Like 60? Yes. <laughs> he's going to be Bob Saget. And Rip Torn is be, so great. He really is. I love bad. his character on Larry Sanders' show, but I really think it's a terrible performance. He... It, it seems like he was experiencing those words for the first time. Like, <laughs> Does he narrate anything because he needs to? Who, yeah. Who's on the show? Who's on the show tonight? Uh, 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 that would be John Denver. John Denver? <laughs> what? You can't just say John Denver. Uh, there, there are several Larry Sanders show episodes. One of my favorite shows ever, and it's, it's a, a parody of a talk show. So there's a talk show happening, and real guests come on. I think there's at least like two episodes a parody of a podcast. where all three ep- all three of Larry's guests are dead in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Warren Zevon and John Ritter. Oh, no. Oh, no. Whoops-a-daisy. I'm on my ADD tangent. Um, 
You mentioned one. Hold on, let's see if anybody else can get this. There are things in a life that what? matter. Things in a past. Life with Louie. Which can't be denied. Wait till the clip's over. Winnie Cooper was part of me. <laughs> and I was part of her. <laughs> and no matter what, <laughs> for as long as we lived, I knew I could never let her go. <laughs> oh, wow. that's, and that's part of the reason that show can never, oh, ever God. be on DVD. Because fucking Bob Seger or Joe Cocker is warbling over every single sentimental last scene. <laughs> Winnie was hot. She, she still is. With, with, that vo- with that video, I'm just imagining, you know, like, uh, someone there just, like, hold, like, put in a head up. Wait, wait for it. Now. Oh, have you seen? Next line. Have like, you seen? Wait, no, pause for 30 more seconds. Yes. Next line. It's it's not worth playing on the show, but um, the silent years, and it's just somebody removed yes. Daniel Cern's narration. It's so good, and it's, it's, so, it's so just good. Fred Savage staring. It's like, <laughs> it's like Garfield without Garfield. It, it made me appreciate his performance so much because like Daniel Cern's narrating a lot of the time, and the rest of the time it's just <laughs> nobody can see this. Like Kevin Arnold just looking into the camera <laughs> and looking frustrated, tilt, tilting his head in the <laughs> middle of a conversation with another person. But I mean, like to, to direct him, to direct him to be like, okay, say your line, and then there's there's going to be voiceover. So look like you're saying that in the future, yes. right now. Look like you're saying something in the future. Not too introspective. You're fired. <laughs> there's um. Someone bring also... his brother in. Let's get started on Boy Meets World. <laughs> Someone also removed the laugh track. From a Big Bang Theory, and it's amazing. No, I think it, they didn't remove it. It just didn't exist when they shot it. Because no, it's not funny. And nobody's really laughing at it. But without the laugh track, it's just upsetting. <laughs> exact same thing. There's that uh, Get a Life, the show with... Uh... Dude, that was... I love how they, they put it on the DVD, and it's stuck in my brain. It's like, we removed the laugh track yes. from some of these. But you will still hear Stone Cold uh, Union Cameramen... Laughing Chuckling. heartily. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we think that's a testament to how maybe, funny the show maybe was. Maybe that's why they put in the laugh track to cover the unprofessional <laughs> crew. <laughs> that was the funniest thing about it, God though. With unions. no laugh track, there's just these like beats and pauses that make a weird show even weirder, yes. where it's like, I don't know about that, Mom. It's super weird. <laughs> and then the background. <laughs> well, I don't know. And then do another Chris Elliott line. Well, I, I'm going to work today, Mom. <laughs> Like you just hear a camera <laughs> off in the distance. Get <laughs> a light chuckle. <laughs> yes. And he says, doing? don't even say anything to his dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yes. By the way, Wonder Years, uh, rewatched it a little bit a while ago. It is absolutely wonderful and holds up incredibly. Oh, my God. Everybody watched the Wonder Years. Um, Do you have the Sandlot on there? We just did that show. Um, no, we, we missed it. <laughs> we did, we did the, the best kids sports movies. Oh, well, this is my there you go. For, who is the narrator of The Sandlot? Fuck, I don't remember the answer. It's an adult, name. right? Yeah. But I, it's I, him talking about the past. Um, and his friend Benny, mm-hmm. who became... Green Onions. <laughs> Green Onions? Oh, it's the bad kids who ride up. There's no narration in the Sandlot, yeah, Anne. I just listened. I just watched three seconds of the YouTube clip while Michael Grimm's eyes closed. <laughs> uh, How about Stand by Me? Oh, oh yeah. do I do I ever? Uh, I, this is what got me confused. And I correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. I think I used it for the opening of a Laser Time episode. Does anybody 
As time went on, we saw less and less of Teddy and Bernie, until eventually they became just two more faces in the halls. It happens sometimes. Friends come in and out of your life like busboys in a restaurant. <laughs> God. And then they die horribly in the book. <laughs> in a, in a PG Max Payne. In a burger pain. <laughs> Chris Chambers. Healthy exercise would ease the pain. <laughs> he was stabbed in the throat and died in... Su- I, God damn it, look at my body. I'm getting, I'm getting all wincy because I love that movie. Stand By Me Good holds movie. up, uh, I think... And Man, fuck all you kids out there for thinking we're talking about just uh, stuff from our childhood. I was way too young to enjoy Stand By Me. Oh, I was absolutely too young to enjoy it. And I, I've watched it as an adult. It's fantastic. I've it, only seen it as an adult. Yeah, it's it's so good. And I, t- I, t- I get drunk and blare about this to Tyler all the time, but kids talking like kids is awesome. <laughs> Fuck you, you queer. Yes, yes. God, and, and Stand By Me is fucking filled with that, how kids actually talk. What are you doing, faggot? Like, Jay Wood, like, suck it. And that just... Yes, that's how I talked when I was twelve years old, Me and too. every time, every time I see that's how everybody talked, it was the eighties. Every time I see Not pretend twelve-year-olds fighting, like especially like a bully, where are you going, butt face? And then he like physically abuses him. <laughs> really, he wouldn't curse and call him a bunch of nasty stuff. That's offensive. Yeah. And I and there's no reason it's not narration. I just. You know what? This is the Chris episode. Uh, I just <laughs> my, my favorite line from the end of Stand by Me. You must have at least some of your brother's good sense. Gun cocking. Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. What are you gonna do? Shoot us all? Noise. Just you. <laughs> Love that noise. Uh, just, just you. you. This is beautiful. And then he, he makes him more of a pussy. I'm like, all right, I'll back, will back off. And now every one of you is a pussy. Because <laughs> only one guy was going to die. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No. Yes, come at him. Come Defend your friend. Just Ace is going to die. Come on, take the gun away from Little Chance, dude. He's fucking Will Wheaton, pre-Star Trek. You could snap that kid in four pieces just by thinking too hard. Uh... Yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can get another one for you. No, he doesn't respond to my at replies. <laughs> <laughs> I was con- I wanted to see whether you guys thought this was an actual narrator. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Do you think Ferris Bueller counts as narration? I was asking. I'm not sure. No, because yeah. you. I, but it he's does. talking directly to the camera. He is, but he's telling you he's everything about. Soliloquies. He's still omniscient. He can tell. He's telling you everything that's happening. Uh, yeah, I guess. He's the narration. Greek chorus and the main character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that that turns a whole weird amount of people into narrators. People who look in the camera. Parker Lewis is now one. There's another. Show, what's another show that does that now? Who like the main character leaves the scene and turns to talk to you? Oh, the new Netflix original House of Cards. Oh, does that happen in there? People yeah. are raving about yeah, that thing. Really you know, it's like fun. That part of it, fucking stupid. No. Kevin Spacey would just sounds dumb. has this intense political scene and turns the camera. Well, that was about that time. There are only two kinds of power in this world, binary and digital. I don't... Just things like that constantly, <laughs> all the time. But I have heard it 
I've heard that it's better than Newsroom, and then I got into a Twitter argument about how Newsroom is silly and, and I think I think they're nonsense. Mm-hmm. Well, Newsroom kind of is. Yeah, yeah, but I I can still love that. Yeah. Nah. Never ending story is nonsense. I mean, I, I, lo- I love Newsroom, but I I am fully aware that I am being pandered to as a liberal every time I watch that. You're, you can call it pandering. I think he has every right to create a fantasy newsroom that he wish existed. Well, right. it's also wish fulfillment. Yes. I'll, I'll put it that way. It's liberal wish fulfillment. Yeah, and, and media wish fulfillment. It's a, it's a hindsight powered fantasy where like. Right and wrong are obvious, and every struggle is completely feigned. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's the right decision? You know what it is because Aaron Sorkin has hindsight, and and he knows exactly yeah. what the right thing for you, the character, to do is, and you're going to do it and show everyone how 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 the media can just be great. And if you haven't seen that Sorkin supercut of him reusing the same material over and over and over oh, again no. in many movies <laughs> wait, and TV shows wait, he's been involved in, wait, wait, now, now that's fucking now cool. see ya, see ya, Michael Grimm. See ya. Uh, I, I don't even know what this is. One of you Hollywood types is going to have to Twitter me. Uh, Aaron Sorkin is credited with the teleplay of almost every one of his shows. So someone else will write the story. And I think he just goes in and writes the actual dialogue. So he reuses the same tiny That's piece of the show that there's he writes. A, there's hundreds of episodes of West Wing, goddammit, and at least 13 of Studio 60 in the Sunship Street. Studio 60 in the Sunship I didn't know the name. I don't, what is it? It's that's not Dirty it. Rock. I think that's the name. I was, it was just laughing at the slurry and delivery. Series, <laughs> I, just, I got, got nervous. I lost confidence when you were looking at me like that. I have no confidence it's today. It's like an old Dana Carvey bit. The judicial system. <laughs> the show that, kinda, that came out around the same time as 30 Rock and had a similar premise but wasn't funny. Yes. But I, was I, clearly intended to be. I didn't even know that until D.L. Hughley said it. And like, Yeah, the, the show that was about funny things that was actually funny won. And then I watched one episode and like... Jesus Christ. He, Aaron Sorkin treats the Saturday Night Live writer's room with the exact same seriousness and in, impassioned integrity speeches as Newsroom and fucking West Wing. Yes. <laughs> I am going to get this Exxon Valdez oil sketch on the air or my job is kaput. It, who cares? And like the music swelling, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Aaron Sorkin, oh, more like Aaron I Bork, Aaron Sorkin. Bork Borkin, <laughs> Swedish Chef reference. That was more like Evan, <laughs> Aaron Dorkin. Uh-huh. Oh, even better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes you laugh every time I hit it more than once. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Have a child. It's good. Uh, <laughs> so where's Goodfellas on this? Sh- oh, I wanted to close out with it. Yeah, you want to close you out with three things that. already? <laughs> Which ones? No, you don't know. They were all Goodfellas. <laughs> they were all Goodfellas. I'm repeating things until I can find my place. Uh, good feathers from <laughs> Animaniacs. Um, God, I hated that skit. That was my least favorite oh, of the Animaniacs. So bad. Here's a bad narration in my opinion, but this isn't the bad part of it. I want to see if anybody's been watching this show. Tonight's tonight. Dexter. Dexter. <laughs> yes. And it's going to happen again and again. Has to happen. I Me was... and my sister Deb, she can't know about my dark past. Okay, that's a great example. The first two seasons, I don't know, I, I can't think Dokes takes all the credit. First two seasons are great. Are great, and because they're it's... based off of books, and they're like, they're fascinating. His narration is fascinating, like an insight yeah. into a serial killer. And the next couple, I watched just an episode recently that was on television, and I had to get some... 
We know you have to get somewhere. Stop telling the audience everything you have to do with your brain. To be fair, the books the, are fucking yeah. weird. They, yeah. they yes. go batshit. The, the conclusion. Yeah. Like his dark yeah. passenger yeah. is an actual character. Instead yeah. of his dad, Harry, talking to him, it's the dark passenger. And then it turns out it is a literal manifestation of the Hebrew god Moloch. It's really weird. I that's thought, how the books end. Look, I thought that's what they were getting to. I thought it was clear. <laughs> it was probably better that they showed some restraint and didn't, yeah. uh, and, and didn't, his, didn't include a Hebrew god. As yeah, a, and his stepson is, I think, by the end of it, also following in his footsteps as a serial murderer. Wow. Yeah. Is his uh, sister still a skeleton with a sideways face? Probably. <laughs> 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 that's actually exactly how they describe her in the books. Are you sure you haven't read it? I have not. I have not. Pretty sure that's why they got divorced. Pretty cool. See how It's like your face is too sideways. Uh, man, I feel And there's terrible. a scene where she kind of crab walks backward and it's treated as completely normal. <laughs> All right, Tyler, get this one. I have to believe in a world outside my own mind. I have to believe that my actions still have meaning, even if I can't remember them. I have to believe that when my eyes are closed... The world's still here. Come on. Why am I blanking on something that's Remember probable? Sammy that Jankis, was... asshole. <laughs> it is definitely Sammy Jankis, yes. uh, as played by Needle Nose Ned, Ned the Head Ryerson. <laughs> it's totally Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day, like, uh. Uh, in that role. And then, fuck, uh, that's Memento, by the way. Yes. Christopher Nolan's Memento, second movie. Still amazing. One which, of my most favorite movies of all time. Go watch it. Just because you probably had no idea that Christopher Nolan set The Dark Knight in the same universe as Memento <laughs> and cast uh, Tom Lennon, the state's Tom Lennon, Reno 911's Tom Lennon as the exact same doctor in both movies to, <laughs> to intentionally tie them together. Well, that's kind of the only thing tying those movies together. But that's all you need. What more that's, do you need? I, and, no, I, and I think he said he did it intentionally. So, like, why not? Have fun, Memento. And, and I went back. Yeah, I don't know if he ever said... It went that far, but he, he it was kind of clear it was an inside joke. Yeah. And all those movies are in the same universe. Inception's happening right there right in the there. Dark Knight. It totally mm-hmm. is. And That's I mean, Leonard in that movie really is Tom like... Tom Hardy and J.G.L. are both in, that, in both movies. <laughs> <laughs> he really is like a Batman villain anyway. Is he? like He's like a serial killer who like Alfred. continuously forgets things, so yep. he's like totally tragic, and it's like, oh, uh, that's a perfect <laughs> Batman villain. He's totally the, sympathetic. Uh, who's this guy, Master Wayne? He's the forgetter. Perfect. Never remembers it. It's not his fault, Alfred, but I have to stop it. Ah, damn it. It's okay. He forgets who I am every time. (laughs) He uses clever cinematic tricks to tell a story in an unusual manner. Every time it's like a new fight, no training. I'm done. I have a Batman voice. He could be tricked by Carrie Ann Moss. I lost my voice yesterday. But I swear to God, I was looking at scenery in the movie in like some shitty fucking motel on the outskirts of town with dead factories everywhere. And like, yeah, I can see that as Gotham. You can totally see that as Gotham. Part of Gotham. Plain state Gotham. Gotham. You ever hear that R. Kelly song, Gotham City? Man, what a song. Wait, is that from the... The The soundtrack of Batman and Robin? No. uh, Music inspired by the motion picture Batman and Robin, I believe, the title of that album. I apologize. Music inspired by the motion picture. Wow. There are I so like the m- idea that, that uh, an artist would go to a film and, be, and then go home and just on the, you know, on the walk, the drive home, just... Yes, and I got this 
Man, I got this tune in my head. The chorus of that song, too. Not gonna go hey, away. is this Joel Schumacher? Yeah, this is the Smashing Pumpkins. We just did Siamese Dream, and we'd love to write movie for your neon orgy of fucking gay sex. <laughs> well, I'm also trying to imagine, because there was that More Combat album after the Mortal Kombat movie came out. It's like music inspired by the motion pictures. Like, you watched Mortal Kombat and you wrote this song? Yes, movies. Or could it just songs? be like, <clears throat> we made a deal to put these artists on our soundtrack and uh, we just ran out of space in the movie, so here's an extra CD. And they were inspired to sign in the dotted line. <laughs> it was the BMG selection of the month. How about, Music Club. Uh, how about some yeah. more Morgan Freeman? When Morgan Freeman makes a documentary film, he narrates it first, and then nature makes it so. <laughs> the only reason that the sun rises each day is because Morgan Freeman narrated that sunrise in his dreams the night before. The only reason that you're alive right now is because Morgan Freeman is narrating your life, as he does for billions and billions of others, each day. And when you have a bout of diarrhea, Morgan Freeman narrates it so that you appear noble, at the mercy of nature, and a taco. The thing about that video, that uh, it's just like it's, a, <laughs> it's like a series of stills of Morgan Freeman. I never realized uh, those like strange, like little flakes he Cocoa just kind of has all over his face. You never notice yeah. those. You never notice they grow them? big. They go bigger every year as his skin loses tone. Mm. They become more and more obvious. I want to say there was like a Seth MacFarlane cartoon or something where it, was. it turns out Morgan Freeman's behind everything, and it's like every time he does a good deed, he gets another freckle. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I want to use one of my favorites. Uh, nobody will get this, but except for Tyler's looking directly at it. I can't see. Okay, okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite fucking movies ever. Favorite comedies. I live in Los Angeles, and I've had seven heart attacks, all imagined. That is to say, I was deeply unhappy, but I didn't know it because I was so happy all the time. I have a favorite quote about L.A. by William Shakespeare. He said, This other Eden, demi-paradise, this precious stone set in the silver sea, this earth, this realm, this Los Angeles. Ah, I love it. I love that movie. I love William Shakespeare quotes about Los Angeles. <laughs> He's even buried there in the movie. What's the movie? <laughs> I haven't seen this. I... L.A. Story. It's so fucking oh, good. I haven't seen it. It's, I don't know. It's... Steve Martin, when he, he he was at his peak, but then decided to do something super absurd. When he no, was like young, when he decided to do an actual comedy that he instead wrote. of all those it, you know, shitty it, comedies it, it, he's done since. I would say when he when Steve Martin wants to write a movie, it's always awesome. And like then, Shop Girl, yeah, he's a fan, he's fine. a pretty good writer. He's a fine writer. In in, in but then um, Pink Panther and Bowfinger, and then I can't say that anymore. Hmm. But the jerk in Man with Two Brains, Bowfinger's good. Bowfinger's fine, but I, I like Bowfinger. Pink Panther, I would like to judge from afar if that's okay with everybody else. That's May fine. I? That's fine. At least the second I'd like one. to not judge at all. No? Just, just I want to be in a, to. in a different room from that That'll be, for the rest of my life. This will make an interesting show, then. Michael will not pass judgment on any of these films. Um, <laughs> Ooh, that with Mr. Magoo, that'd be a great double feature. Oh, good God. <laughs> Maybe just intercut them. Please yeah, refer sorry. back to Laser Time's inexplicably two-part episode uh, the worst movies in order live action movies based off children's cartoons nobody guessed it the number one worst according to Rotten Tomatoes was Mr. Magoo Mr. Magoo worse than your Transformers wow. and your Chipmunks combined wow did not know that and again now that I'm like or so, Leslie Nielsen now that I'm done being a critic and I'm so distrusting of them they're probably wrong 
No, that was that was you who read a, a, a review. Was it of the Sandlot or the Mighty Ducks? It was of the Mighty Ducks. Saying, That's what it was. Saying it was a bunch of shit. And but it was like not the, in those terms. The cruelty the director used or the the critic used to describe the Mighty Ducks. It's a kids movie about <laughs> hockey made by Disney. Who put, who assigned you this? Yeah. Well, it was just shallow and. Uh, Oh, it's quite trite. <laughs> trite, yeah. If you're using the word trite in really? the children's movie review... The kids' sports movie Start was over. Trite, was it? Okay. Um, Predictable? No shit. Here you go, Michael. Guess this one, I dare you. Okay. It took me about a week of sneaking around before I could unload the Pittsburgh stuff, but when I did, it was a real score. I, I started using Sandy's place to mix the stuff, and even with Sandy snorting more than she mixed... I could see that this was a really good business. That is Ray Liotta in uh, in the name of a king, a dungeon siege. Tale. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not even close. But think of ah. the universe in which it was. How great that would be. <laughs> Wizard Ray Liotta. All right. Worst Ray Liotta. I know all. he's Henry Hill in Goodfellas. We shall accelerate. So that means we're we're closing out. I'm guessing. No, well, I wanted to get close to it. Oh, okay. Hold on, I just recently watched this, and it's so, so good. It really Did is. Did you, for the first time? No, 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 I just recently, like, refreshed, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I just I think, um, it watched is, it. I could, I could have grabbed a thousand lines from this movie. Yeah. Yet I didn't they grab all would have been golden. any lines that I actually wanted to. Uh, I got one, I got one more, and this is because I could not find my DVD, and was had to trust you, just YouTube, waiting for him to put on his headphones. That's okay, that's okay. It's not special. That's when I knew Jimmy was going to whack Maury. That's how it happens. That's how fast it takes for a guy to get whacked. Okay, have you ever had the had the experience of, like, you love something? I love this movie when I first got a DVD player. And I, brought, I remember bringing my DVD pl- player over to my friend's house, showed him the movie, and it was over, and he fucking hated it. What? He hated it. And, like, my friend, my friend Steve, shit Steve. Uh, and then... The rest of the time, all he would do was Ray Liotta impressions of me to make fun of me for liking it. <laughs> it's all profit. And I'm like, shut <laughs> up, God! Uh, he was wrong, That's but he was good so movie. good. So, so yeah. you, hey, you want to pick me up a sandwich at the store? Like, dude, I, I don't have to buy you a sandwich. Come on, it's all profit. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> Steve! Uh, there was a, a shitty Twitter thing the other day where it was like well, worse like line movies or like make a movie line worse or whatever. And I think one of them was uh, as far back as I can remember. I always wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty. Funny. Now I got to turn my back on you. That's Paul Sorvino. Little Paul, I love Goodfellas so much. Goodfellas, I think, went on to inspire many, 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 many movies. Yes, uh, especially for Scorsese himself. Who it's does, also the unfortunate pinnacle of Ray Liotta's career. Everything he has been in since then has been... Now we just saw Observe and Report. Mm. And that he, he, I love him in that role he uses. He, I, it's the only movie I've seen they actually had a villain use the F word. Uh, Whoa. To make him sound shitty. And then at the end, oh man. Ronnie, he wants to hurt you. you do this the easy way or the hard way. And then they just kick the shit out of each other. It's so great. Observe and Report is the most underrated movie I think in the last five years. It's... Really, really, really fucking weird. It's really I went good. into that and I was like kind of shocked. I was like, ah, boo. It's really you good. You went in expecting Paul Blart, Mall Blart? <laughs> uh, yes. I, I expected because that movie came out like the same week as it did. It came out like a little afterwards. So that it was had a that weird zeitgeist thing where they couldn't have known they were both working on Mall Cop movies and yet they were and <laughs> yes. then released them and at then the released same them week. But if you've ever seen Eastbound and Down, like you'll see what they're doing. 
it's it's kind of yeah. it's the same director and uh, oh, I writer. didn't realize that. Okay, mm-hmm. it's they're very similar. Danny McBride was supposed to be Seth Rogen's character instead has a cameo with his son tattooed on his chest, and it's a great scene. It is. <laughs> I don't know why I like that line so much. Like, kill him, man. Shut up, man. You ever killed anybody? No, I killed two. <laughs> heard anybody brag about killing two people before? But yeah, I guess wear it, wear it on your shoulder. Uh, I, yeah, I was saying Goodfellas uh, inspired Martin Scorsese the most, and you had mentioned Michael that you'd never seen uh, Casino. That's true. I still haven't. Still, have I. I love it, but it's such a pale comparison. It's such a, like a, a rehash of Goodfellas in every sense of it. it like everything they do in that movie. Uh, and even worse is, I finally can say yes. The narration makes it terrible <coughs> because in this uh, Goodfellas starred Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. This is no Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. So there's a narration. Who gets to narrate this time? That's the truth about Las Vegas. We're the only winners. The players don't stand a chance, and their cash flows from the tables to our boxes through the cage and into the most sacred room in the casino the place where they add up all the money the holy of holies the count room and that is the exact same copa shot copacabana steady cam shot through the casino yeah seriously like everything is a complete fucking ripoff of goodfellas including the narration which i only got because there are not. There is not one narrator. Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro narrate the whole fucking movie together, even though they're like somewhat adversaries. And Joe Pesci's accent, like everybody does, kind of a Joe Pesci. I, I have no idea what the fuck where this guy is from. Now this place was off limits. He's, even I couldn't get inside. But it was my job to keep it filled with cash. That's for sure. They had so much fucking money in there, you could build a house out of stacks of $100 bills. And the best part was that upstairs, the board of directors didn't know... He sounds older than he is now. Yeah. <laughs> stacks of $100 bills. Stacks of $100 bills. bills. Just trying to do my best not to lose my temper and become a cliche. <laughs> Even though I'm playing a gangster again, an Italian gangster. A tiny, angry Italian gangster. All right, we will close out this... show I have range. <laughs> We will get back with more exciting, exciting narrative. Didn't matter. Didn't mean anything. When I was broke, I would go out and rob some more. We ran everything. We paid off cops. We paid off lawyers. We paid off judges. Everybody had their hands out. Everything was for the taking. And now it's all over. Folks, oh man, another busy one. Did we miss a Cape Crisis? I'm so sorry. Yes, welcome to Laser Time. Yes, and we missed an episode of Cape Crisis due to the stupid PS4 thing, which is when we generally record. What is a PS4? Doesn't matter. We have a new video game show, Video Game Apocalypse. You can find that at videogameapocalypse.com or Video Game Apocalypse if you like spelling. Brand new show there, hosted by Ann Lewis and Michael Raparez. 
Um, I would like to thank you for listening to Laser Time. It's very sweet of you. And I'd also like to thank those who told a friend, reviewed us on iTunes, or rated us, or shared us on Facebook. That's the kind of the only stuff we can do to grow, since we can't afford advertising. Since we're not really advertising, I'll leave it to you to figure out why. Um, but you know, you can help. You can help out your friends at Laser Time. Uh, by going to lasertimepodcast.com and you can donate to us via PayPal. Could be five bucks, could be fifty bucks, could be a thousand dollars. No one's done that. That will help us out. You know, I'm not saying you have to, but it's a great way to pay back people who've given you free entertainment for years and ye- for a little over a year. Second, you can also do your Amazon shopping through us. You want to buy something on Amazon? Just go to lasertimepodcast.com, click on any link that you see, and just go in there and shop like normal. Uh, you kick a little tiny bit back to us, and it's the freest, easiest way for you to support for you to support us, and we really appreciate that. Um, and la- lastly, we have T-shirts. We have T-shirts out there. I hope uh, T-shirts, some of which are designed by you, some of which are designed by uh, Brian Graboids Ward, and we love them. We love our T-shirts. We have tons of different uh, T-shirts available in all sizes and colors. Take your pick. You can, um, can you tell I'm out of breath? Oh man. And yeah, I wanted to make sure to plug Oscars are over, but Diana went and posted up a bunch of cringy Oscar musical numbers that um, she had to hide from the Academy on video. They're like the only place these things exist online. So if you want to see these wretched, wretched musical numbers, mostly involving Disney tunes, I thoroughly encourage you to check out lasertimepodcast.com. Oh, I didn't even mention this because we messed, we fucked it up. This is one, this is our exciting, (laughs) this is the first part of our exciting, thrilling two-part crossover, our Avengers versus X-Men that we pulled off. We pushed this a week back because of the Oscars, uh, but that's, you know, if you're familiar with Marvel Comics and crossovers, that's not uncommon for things to be delayed. So this is the first part of the second part of Video Game Apocalypse, which is already live right now. You have bad narrators in TV and film, and then you have bad narrators in video games and a bunch of other content, funny stuff from people you like. Please support your pals at Lazy Time. Thank you for It's a time, second segment. All aboard. Let's go. Give us some gravity narration. Yeah. I need another beer. Nice. <laughs> I need another punch top can. Oh, no. Can I persuade you to coffee. take a sandwich with you, I sir? I don't have a deep voice. I'll get drive through. <laughs> Oh, this isn't a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They don't take American Express. Oh god! Somebody needs to do that. Dev over scenes in Batman and Robin. I'm Kano, and I don't leave the Outworld without my Diners Club. Diners Club. You laugh out loud. Does that still exist? I'm sure. I know my mother bought our first PC on her (laughs) diner's club bonus card. The bonus on her diner's club card in our first PC, Windows had existed for a long time. This computer didn't have Windows. They had gray blocks that had one of seven pictures you could pick from. Would you like Mario Paint to be represented by a wrench? (laughs) <laughs> or a stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the I like the pretense that being a diner is an exclusive thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm an exclusive group of humanity. Well, yeah. it started during the depression. We go to restaurants. No. We do. I don't know. Damn it! Maybe. Yeah, what a fascinating story. 
Um, that does sound like a credible thing, right? It's like absolutely. In the, in the did. depression, From, dining was an exclusive thing. <laughs> From you, yes. nobody could eat. All right, tell me this one. The Corova Milk Bar sold Milk Plus, Milk Plus Valisette, or Centralisk, or Drencrum, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultraviolence. Why are all my favorite movies narrated so beautifully? Because it's easier for you to understand your simple is Italian it? mind. Oh. <laughs> or, or is it easier to describe... Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Are you. Or is it easier to quote lines from it? Could be that, too. <laughs> you didn't have to get that indignant. <laughs> you should have seen how much Mike Grimm was just gesticulating a little bit of the old... Wildly. It was really good, though. I want to watch that movie again. You want to have great. a little of the old in out, in out... Well, maybe it's a disturbing later. movie. I saw that probably too young. I think I saw it when I, I was saw like it 11 or something. Way and I'm like, too young. Like, why do people like this again? Now I love it. Now <laughs> no, it's no, it's beautiful. amazing. I've got a poster of it on my wall. The old uh, poster from the movie. Is the triangle. Yeah. Just with the face with like the one eye and the oh, hat. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is it an uh, is it original print? Uh, no, it's a miniature version of that. My sister was a big fan of that. We're and talking she, about Clockwork Orange, by the way. She wanted like uh, a poster of it for her birthday, so I got her one and like ordered it online, sight unseen, and, and turned out it's like you know, story of a boy who enjoyed uh, it was like Something rape and Beethoven. And <laughs> so she didn't really like the rape, so she covered up the E with a uh, with like some masking tape. So he likes rap and Beethoven. He does, yes. What a horrid poster. <laughs> that would be a great like recut of that movie where he just like he enjoys all everything except for the rape. Now now he raps in those scenes. <laughs> a little Ludwig van rap. <laughs> Uh, love the old DMX, DMX. All right. Didn't Cooper like that poster? Was it original poster? I think so. So like, I don't know if it was like a first edition. It was just a print that was. Wasn't the story that like Kubrick was upset that the movie may have caused by he pulled it from voluntarily pulled it from theaters in England. Yeah, in England, and well, it was it was banned for like a bunch of years. I remember Stephen Pierce telling me this Mm -hmm. that like that was like a big thing that people would uh, go to Paris and watch Clockwork Orange while they were there, and there was a theater that basically did nothing for years. But theater. A theater? theater? There was a theater. That, <laughs> God it's damn it. Topic. Now I'm self-conscious about it. <laughs> Fuck you. Stop. <laughs> so there, there was a movie house. <laughs> there was a movie hole. That did nothing but show Clockwork Orange around the clock, and their print was horribly deteriorating. Wow, really? Yes. That's cool. Because I, I know as a kid, man, hate reminiscing about days before the internet. Like, we saw it, I saw it in high school, and there was other people have seen it. Heard there's an X-rated version, you know, when Alex beats the shit out of the girl with the big penis. Heard the mm-hmm. yeah, folks are up and down with it, and like, wow, really? I wonder if we'll ever see that. Ver- God damn it! Why did I believe everything? It, it took years before the internet could. Yeah, so like half the shit I heard in fucking. When I was in second grade, I uh, firmly believed that there was a movie called Going Dickless, where a guy actually gets his <laughs> penis cut off on camera. And then spends the rest of the movie trying to deal with this. <laughs> I was very gullible in second grade. Oh. It's okay. That actually is in pre-production right now yes. for 2013. Oh, 
Yep, some uh, studio yes. executive is listening to this and like writing it down and saying, that's a golden idea. Let's get Zack Snyder. This is going to be great. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> is Dick. <laughs> it's a sequel to Limitless. I, I just love the like the 1980s, like, yeah, this is a really jaunty title. Going Dickless. <laughs> like, yeah, going man. bananas. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. You want to hang out with the eunuchs, you got to roll Dickless. Mm. <laughs> Um, and you probably assumed detachable penis at some point had been the theme song for that. That didn't I come along until I was in high school. Was so I was slightly later. less schoolable by then. Mm. What the fuck is this? I just threw this. This is an old clip from our first episode. You know Dasher. I'm dancer. It's Burl Ives. That's it. Mm-hmm. Burl Ives from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And wait, I don't, wait, wait, wait. What comes after Dancer? I'm confused. All right, I'll go back. Let's go back. You Let's do the whole thing. Dancer and Vixen. This is pleasant. Eisenhower and Nixon. Taft and Carter. What do you recall? <laughs> yeah, I do. You just What's said, that name? You just said he's the most famous. Of course I recall. It's uh, exactly. Bill Murray from Scrooge. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know what nobody likes to talk about with pro lives? What? Nazi sympathizer. What? Really? No. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you doing that? Actually, yes. Oh. What? Yes? Yes. Oh. Oh, Shut up now! Bonk! Right. Yes, stop doing Eddie Izzard's bit. Fucking god damn it! I only I only brought that up because I'm ti- I am way more tired of Christmas specials than any of you, especially all true. of you listening. Yeah, I would believe that. Um, and that that character as a narrator is parodied in every parody of children's entertainment, not just Christmas shows. Well, farce of the penguins. Do we have a farce? Of, we have a, is that Bob Saget? Uh, I think it's a lot of people. It's Bob Saget and like Chris Rock and Louis it's Black. It's a parody of Marsh I'm a penguin. The, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, don't, don't want to do any more Chris Rock. It's the only more, thing I can think of that's a direct parody of a narrated movie, where it's just shitty people narrating a narrated <laughs> movie. It's Bob Saget using that Full House Japanese residual oh. money to call in favors. Um, let's end that's it here, thing. I guess. So, <laughs> I think we need, we need some more Morgan. Actually, I want to hear Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah, we have more Morgan Freeman. I want to hear Morgan Freeman narrate their parody like, And then Bob Saget made a cheap shot. Morgan Freeman goes through four or five microphones a day because his voice turns them into bars of gold, <laughs> which he uses to fund his quest to create a real Santa Claus. Explain Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman cannot be cloned because that would require unicorn tears. Morgan Freeman doesn't have sex. When he smiles, a baby simply appears in a field full of kittens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had more Morgan Freeman. Let me see if you can get uh, this fella. Soon, George Michael went to Anne's to try to win her back. <laughs> well, but her uncle Paul told him that Anne had moved in with her boyfriend. He also mentioned that we all only that. had three more weeks on Earth and that fossils were just something the Jews buried in 1924. <laughs> <laughs> That's Academy Award-winning brother of Clint Howard, Ron Howard. Indeed it is, Michael. What a lucky guess. I uh, I, what a line. I just had to get like he has most of the funny lines like Ron Howard almost everything he says is awesome in that show isn't there one where like a character insults one of his movies and yes he, he just like cuts in and says she was on thin ice yeah, he's like Andy Griffith is gonna lose his shit out there he's like Andy Griffith would never lose his temper and like wow Andy Griffith is a very nice man and I've no I've said it on a thousand podcasts it's my one of my favorite scenes in the whole show the Carl Weathers character who loves to save money 
and he's at Burger King with David Cross, and he's like, uh, you know, you can save money in the production by putting product placement in it. Did you know Burger King gives you free refills? It's a wonderful restaurant. And Ron Howard goes, it sure is. (laughs) 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 Fucking love I only captured another thing. And although he'd only gotten to second base, he'd gone in head first. (laughs) Like Pete Rose. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize how vile that was. Because I didn't know what second base was. Is any, can anybody explain the bases to me? I don't really know the bases. I don't really know the bases. Okay, wait. First base is mouth. Is it? Is kissing. Second base is hand stuff. It. <laughs> third base. You mean is, like songs from Greece? Like holding hands. <laughs> third base is underclothes, mouth, and hand stuff. And third base is underclothes, mouth. Are you sure? So. I think. Because I thought he meant two. Second base was tits. Yeah, it is over the shirt. Oh, but he went in head first. So how do you go? In- <laughs> See, Motorboating. Motor- no, oh. and don't no more. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> so what's so you're you're, in, you're rounding third. <laughs> you're rounding third. What happens there? Wait, third is is underclothes, mouth, and hands. And then what is shortstop? <laughs> Partial and shortstop. Tip. Shortstop is just the, da- the tip. The dad walking in. They're kind of pointing at your ass here, so oh, I'm bad. wondering if you're trying to be the witness. I bet uh, shortstop. The outfield is That's gay. a foul ball, actually. Foul ball. <laughs> well, that just goes to show we all have different definitions. I've had a couple foul balls. What's a hat time. trick? Um, uh, my first base is uh, sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you just, get, you just go downhill from there. Yes. Second is anal. Okay. Butt stuff. Okay. Um, Butt crimes. Third is fisting. Okay. And home run is... Snuff. <laughs> so your your home run is when sense. one of you dies. <laughs> on film. Uh, so on you're film. Still alive, so. <laughs> I hate to find out what a double header is. <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever said. I've never laughed so hard. It's something I was trying to say. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, uh, more narrators, if in case you didn't know. It was Arrested Development. That was the last line of the series, and I'm so fucking excited. It's almost here. To watch it on Netflix? It's almost here. And I I do, yeah, that House of Cards movie came, or show came out, and it's just like, there you go, every single episode. Yeah. Watch it all right now if you'd like. Hey, Cable, you're obsolete. Fuck you. Yes, yes. Whoa, whoa. Mr. Revolution over yeah. here. Yeah. It's like after March. You know what? Disruptive. Whoa. Disruptive technology. Anonymous. Cable over is here. not obsolete until HBO lets us buy HBO Go subscriptions without a cable subscription. Or until there are better shows that are on HBO available on the internet and HBO goes out of business. There is that. I wanted to see if any of you could get this one. This is another one of my personal favorites. Um, after the second divorce, as if by Cupid's magic, he was destined to ask a third time. Hey, so I was thinking maybe, uh, you know, we should get married again. Science tells us that the third time's a charm, but this time, science failed us. See, science don't know. I fucking love that movie. Is that the, the guy from Anchorman? <gasps> it is. I'll give you partial cling. <laughs> Thanks. I'm super- it's so unsatisfying. <laughs> well, you got to get the rest of it. It is David Koechner. David Koechner. David Koechner is the narrator. 
It's Run Ronnie Run. Uh, I have Run, seen Ronnie, Run Ronnie Run. Ronnie, I, Ronnie. I, I, I love have it. Not. It's, I haven't seen it. It's the Mr. Show movie. I remember... The one that they specifically said, do not go see this movie. It sucks. <laughs> yes. yes. that they, they definitely said that. I remember the last time I checked a movie website every day was the, Ron, the Ronnie Dobbs movie website. Oh, wow. They had four clips, didn't update it for years. And I'm like, I got to see this. And I remember just searching fucking Kaza or something like my second semester of school where everything's going to be different, going to go to bed. Holy shit, Run, Ronnie, Run is leaked onto the internet. And ruined my first day of college experience. I watched it at the butt crack of six in the morning, waiting for it to download on Kaza Light. Kaza Light. Kaza Light. Maybe LimeWire. I don't remember. Possibly BearShare. BearShare. Bear Bear BearShare or eDonkey. I don't, I don't know. It definitely wasn't Morpheus. That was, that was my first one. My first 20 gigabyte computer that I bought for myself. 20 gigabytes, Jesus Christ. Uh, I remember seeing that movie having never watched any Mr. Show or having any idea who David Cross was. I just picked that movie out and I was like, this looks funny. I'm going to watch this. It wasn't? I didn't. Oh, I love it. What about the three times one might? It has the greatest line in song history. Like a tiger in the night, I'll challenge your pussy to a fight. (laughs) (laughs) See, at the time, I saw this problem as like 13, so it was like... That was probably inferior to Joe Dirt in my mind at the time. It, there are details that slowly leak out about the movie. There were clips online available. The cut you see on the you saw on the internet years before it ever came on DVD because it didn't get released to theaters uh, is completely different. Uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk, David Cross have disowned it. Uh, the guy who directed almost every episode of Mister Show, they're one of their good friends. They do not speak anymore. I think the way they described it is. Uh, he, the director thought it was his first shot at a Hollywood film and locked all the writers and Bob and David out of the editing room. I don't think the film is as bad as even they say it is. They're just heartbroken by it. Mm. It's really funny. Really dated. Really dated. A lot of survive jokes at this expensive Survivor. <laughs> How about and, that crazy shit, huh? Yeah, these reality shows are really up and coming. And then, as I believe, a Randy Newman song parody. That's a... <laughs> I mean that's always going to be timeless, right? Okay. Every I, I snicker every time. No, 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 but it was a, it was actually a Randy Newman parody written by a Weird Al parody parody named Daffy Mel Yankle Yankle. Daffy Mel Yankle Yankle. Yes, Daffy Mel Yankle. That sounds like something that they made up for the Doctor Retarded show. <laughs> Doctor Retarded. That was Mr. Show's version of Doctor Demento, played yes. by Patton Oswalt. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, Patton Oswalt was that in the no, other thing. It, wasn't it Bob, it was Bob Odenkirk, Odenkirk just in a, in a tuxedo t-shirt? A tuxedo a t-shirt hat. and a top hat, living in a trailer with his mother. <laughs> which I, I remember loving the Dr. Demento show, but like feeling bad for him the second the mics turned off. Like, who are you when you leave the studio? Do you like the music that you play? <laughs> I certainly have never did. What do we want to hear next? Michael, can you get to this one? Sure. Well, that about does it. Wraps are all up. Oh, that'd be Sam Elliott and uh, Big Lebowski. Sometimes you eat bar. Sometimes bar. Sometimes oil. I fucking love this movie. Whenever I talk to my friends about movies I'd want to make, it would I would I'm gonna do something so crazy, and then like that's kind of what the Big Lebowski is. There is no ending. That movie is, yeah. again, that memento, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And it, it, I've watched that movie, and every time I watch it, it gets better. Big that Lebowski? Movie, yes. Yeah. That yeah. movie it, is, that is true. fucking fantastic. The first time, it's like, what? Second time, this is good. Third time, great. It just gets fucking I'm, I'm better. Su- I'm surprised at that. Like, I, I actually posed the question on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, is it 
uh, everybody who has this reaction where the first time you don't like Big Lebowski and then the second time it's amazing? Or mm-hmm. is it just everybody I know? And, like, a bunch of people responded, like, that is apparently not quite universal. It's mm-hmm. pretty common. But, like, there were a lot of people who were like, what are you talking about? I loved it the first time. Or, I, like, I I've seen it twice and I hated it both times. Mm-hmm. I so, liked it immediately and I remember I was doing acid and there was nowhere to do it but my friend's house in a trailer. <laughs> and so we did, and like, I brought over some VHS and, like, I'll put on the Big Lebowski and then... That was kind of, I don't know, it's kind of where, like, I'd introduced that to my friends and fell in love with it, like, watching them react to Big Lebowski. Here's all these gorgeous slow shots, supreme violence, filthy language, hilarious things, impossible scenes, characters who show up once and never again, plot plot lines that lead to nothing. And I love, especially that the movie doesn't, there's no rewarding ending. It's, oh, it wasn't her. (laughs) <laughs> right. It wasn't her. Well, it's like the ultimate yeah. noir and parody. I'm cool. Is like, yes. that's and that's why it's so perfect. Is it's just like there's nothing about it's like L.A. but it's like sunny, like kind of crappy L.A. and it's never yes. like anything like seedy and it's just like this meandering kind of thing. And the hero's an idiot, a total moron who's like a huge fucking failure. And it's like it's, there's beautiful. It's kind of a parody of Chinatown a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, like idiots going to go uncover a nefarious plot. And right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, you know, it's not going to end with it's but not Chinatown. Really. It's not going to end with an important line <laughs> it that sums like, up Nobody's the arrested. Theme. Nothing well, happens. Nobody gets it. their comeuppance. He gets hit in the head with that coffee mug that's still one of my favorite scenes ever. Yeah, they're technically worse <laughs> off. They're technically worse off just for yes. uncovering anything. And they do it purely by accident. I, I I know people. Well, Big Lebowski has. A I watched it so many times. I noticed. Uh, just I noticed it is beautiful if you've seen it that many times. That most of Jeff Bridges' dialogue is things he said that is that are said to him by other characters. Mm. That he'll parrot it later in the film. Human paraquad. Sometimes the bar. Yes. It, yeah, like yeah, once yeah. things are said to him, he'll parrot them back. But he way fucks later them up. In the film and to fuck them up. Yeah. And it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Yeah. And another thing that it's it's set in 1992, movie came out in 96. I lived through that when it felt really long. Not a fucking thing happened. There's no there was no reason to do that at all except Saddam Hussein yeah. as a parody in a fantasy sequence yeah. before he was resurrected for Bush two. And it also has one of the best special feature things I've ever seen on a DVD where it has that prequel where it's like the film documentarian talking about how they restored the film. Okay, was, so you have seen that. Yes, yeah. And it's like, I think it's on whatever edition of it, but it's like... Uh, my, it, I it's, saw it on my HD DVD and I didn't know if it was on the Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah, but it's just like, he's just talking about it. He's like, it released in Mexico as Mr. Marijuana. Or, <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just the most like po-face, like serious, this is a piece of cult film, but it's very significant. And it's just... Kind of making fun of the people that would buy a special edition DVD of this fucking movie. Just, just watch, <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Just watching this clip is like, I think this might be the Coen Brothers' best movie. I really, really like it. It's it's really good. With, I mean, I, people tend to ghettoize comedy and say like, oh, well, it's the best comedy or whatever. But that's like one of the best fucking movies. I've no, it's great. Like everything like, it's about so it. Every good. scene is super memorable. I can piece the whole movie together in my head. It's, it's just so watchable. And I, I mean, I have this weird thing where... Every time I sit down to watch a movie, there's a part of me that desperately wants to get up and, and leave because mm-hmm. I could be playing video games instead. Sure. Um, but this, it, it's just so immensely watchable. Like, I just want more of it constantly. God, very true. And then one of the, I said it earlier that it, the movie has no rewarding ending. And Sam Elliott pops up again to basically end the movie for you 
Uh, well, that about does her. Traps are all up. Things seem to have worked out pretty good for the dude and Walter. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts, anyway. I didn't like seeing Donnie go. <laughs> well, that's well, the ending, because I say it is. I uh, didn't care much for Donnie dying. Oh, yeah, that did happen, Sam. I'm, I'm yeah, just like in the last couple scenes. <laughs> my favorite Halloween costume, too, is my Walter Halloween costume. Your Walter Sobchak costume was so fucking great. I worked hard on it, on having this white guy physique. It really <laughs> took a lot of work. <laughs> I also happen to think uh, Burn After Reading is a great movie with a great ending. Oh, the John Malkovich people... takes an axe to the face, or is it the other way around? <laughs> Not a lot of people love that movie, I think. I don't love it, but the ending is just like, I can't remember exactly. Everybody's the fucked, line, right? But it's just like, it's fucked. And I don't know. I, like, it's... it's just, everything's <sighs> fucked, and then it's just over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, everyone gets that. killed, but then, like, yeah. he's like an FBI guy, and he's like, oh, oh it's, it's no, all wrapped it's, up. It's actually the same. They go to J.K. Simmons. He's like, J.K. Simmons, oh, right, yeah. Is yeah. she paid off? Yeah, she got her facial reconstructive surgery. Nobody can recognize her, and everybody else is dead. Nobody knows about this. Really. Let's go to lunch. And, <laughs> and that's it, yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> that was great. I, I still love the, the bit where... He finds Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yes. Where it's, it's, it's so like good. Because you, you expect, like, it's, <laughs> it's going to be like a... Uh, you know, a comical misunderstanding, and he opens the door and just immediately shoots him in the fucking face. And he makes the silliest... As he's just trying to make a sheep. He makes expression. the silliest face in Brad Pitt history, and then gets blown the fuck oh, yeah, away Brad and Pitt's taken in the movie. super goofy, and it? Ah, it's great that he gets murdered. Yeah, you feel sorry for him because he's such a sweet simpleton. Yes. Yeah. I really he, like that movie. He's being used. I wanted him to be put out of I don't think misery. there's a narrator in it, so... Next! There's not. <laughs> Speaking of... There, here's a tie-in. I had it all. Even the glass dishes with tiny bubbles and imperfections Fight. proof that they were crafted by the honest, simple narrators often have it all. Peoples of where I it, hold on, Anne. Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Which is strange because this is the boy movie. Yeah, I not know why. Has anybody seen it recently? Yeah. Is it hold up at all? Yeah. It's I know still it, good, yeah. We make fun of it for the mythology a couple of people built. I don't know, like. The the bro fantasy that it became, yeah, and and four chan adopting it, and like just a bunch of dumb internet people thinking that that, that was Project a- Mayhem wasn't a parody of people like them. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, uh, that, that they not thinking that the main character is unstable and mm-hmm. and, and insane and and. Yeah, and also calling me Tyler Durden for like five years. Ah, there oh we go. <laughs> That's what See, I it's uh, Also, it's, the game it's the they first made character in a big movie named Tyler, and ah, you also have that yes. name. Ha 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 ha. The game they made of that was awful, by the way. I know. Yep. I know How can you I make a about that. game of that? Like, well, you play adding Abraham Lincoln you play and Bob. not using Brad Pitt's license or likeness. <laughs> you play as Bob. He has a bitch tit super move. Uh, does anybody remember who Edward Norton is credited as in the movie? No, isn't it Jack? He never called himself Jack. No, no one ever calls him. Well, he, Jack. he says like I am Jack's blah 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 blah. Yeah, as a dis- to distance himself, Jack is metaphorical. Mm-hmm. He's actually credited as the narrator. Oh, really? As the narrator, that is mm. the name of his character. Cool. I, I just I don't know. I got uh, bone raw <clears throat> to watch it again. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I should. Best thing Edward Norton has done. I think. Yeah. Altogether, I Except like Edward Smoochie. Oh Jesus! He... Oh, and the Hulk. And oh, uh, <laughs> Primal Fear is kind of awful. 
But I, nah. if you think of it as like this is Edward Norton as an untested person's first performance, it's got a very. Mm. And I think the, Edward Norton's great. I'm not saying he's not. I just that's my favorite movie that he's in. Twenty uh, Fifth Hour, Spike Lee's Twenty Fifth Hour, amazing. This is good. I was just trying to appeal to Mike Grimm. God, you know Mission what? Mission complete. But I do have. It is one of the few DVDs, old DVDs I brought out here. I love Twenty Fifth Hour. Something we're going to agree on that you probably didn't get. Hudsucker <laughs> Proxy. I great lo- narrator. Oh, oh really? Oh, the opening scene. Come on. Noville Bond. Oh. Noville Bond. Oh God, Warren Hudsucker. Oh man, that movie is so. F- All right, enough Cohen Brothers. Jesus Christ, <laughs> we'll never get through this. Ah, we're almost done. We are almost done. Somebody get this one. Two more. Two bags of grass. Seventy-five pellets of mescaline. Fear five sheets of water acid. A salt shaker half full of cocaine. Here it all. A whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers. Also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer. Kind of raw ether, two dozen amyl. Not that we needed all that for the trip, but once you get locked into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. <laughs> okay, how many drugs in that list no longer exist? <laughs> Probably. Well, hey, I go get amyl nitrate all the time. <laughs> uh, I I just got a. I went to my Laffer's clinic down the street. I got, for. I got yeah. some uppers, and who the fuck has heard of rum? Alright, that may not be as funny as it should I want to know what screamers are. Huh? I said, I want to know what screamers are. He meant he had the Peter Weller movie. Oh, in okay. his trunk. I love that movie. I have a uh, medical <laughs> screamers card. So <laughs> 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 Hello, welcome! <laughs> Thanks! Well, you know, people it, walking up and down the streets of San Francisco on legal screamers. It's medicinal screamers. <laughs> <laughs> It helps with my soft spokenness. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it really, really helps my Tourette's. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love that movie. That has been parried a lot, though. That upper is down is Yeah, though that scene in particular. I just feel like that line has been parried mm-hmm. quite a bit. There's that line in the movie where he talks about like the, the like the wave sort of of the '60s, kind of like crashing and then mm-hmm. receding, and then crashing just kind and of receding. Like, that's a great fucking line. Every that, time I hear that, is it's that like, the same scene where he, he sees he, himself? Yeah, he yeah. Uh, it's the actual hunter mm-hmm. cameoing. And like, in the there I am of the Fillmore Auditorium. There was a movement taking place. No, I don't know why I make him sound like an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> because Johnny Depp kind of does. Yeah. Does he? A little bit. Well, Maybe that's he why is. he's playing Tonto in Lone Ranger. Maybe it is mm. for many moons. Wait, all right, I will not start. I will not start. Johnny Depp. Anyone see the Rum Diaries? Yeah, um, yeah. Good. No, it's okay. alright. It's alright. Yeah. Does he do the same Hunter Thompson Johnny Depp? Just, no, it's like totally no. different. Well, well it, I mean, it's, it's based like, on like one of the few fiction. Yeah, fiction. Though. I, I've read. So. No, I've read the book. And oh, okay. I, I love the book on tape. It, it's yeah. really good. I, I, read, read I read the book and heard the book on tape written by uh, Cam, read by Campbell Scott. Oh, I have, he's uh, so good. And we're not even sponsored by Audible. I'm just saying that. <laughs> that thing is way out of print and not available. I, I, think, the, I think he did American Gods too. If if, he, if he's the everything guy he does, book on really like good. I would actually track good. him down after that because yeah. he will do all the characters no matter what. Yeah, he's fantastic. So good. I do have the most obscure piece of trivia that I can only mention Please. right now. <clears throat> So Johnny Depp in the Rum Diaries wears these really ridiculous like 70s sunglasses that mm-hmm. are very distinct looking. And we went to the Castro last week to the Norfest and saw this movie called Experiment in Terror. And the villain in that movie wears the exact same sunglasses. Really? Yeah. There you go. That is awesome. Wow. Hold on. All right. Straight from the movie. <laughs> Straight from the movie. A dame! That's my it's impression of It's actually got a Harry Mancini <laughs> theme. Really does nice. it? It does, yeah. 
No, he, he did the Pink Panther in the theme to that movie. It's really good. King Kong. No, that's not him. That's <laughs> that's not him. Um, I only have one more, and then we're done. Okay. Then we're done. You want to get plugs out? I'll, I'm going to take this into a theme. Let me see if anybody can get this. Choose life. Choose a job. Choose a career. Choose a family. Choose a fucking big television. Choose washing machines, cars, compact displays, and electrical tin opener. Well, yeah. It's Obi Wan. Definitely <laughs> Obi Wan. In the pillow book. <laughs> How many more references can I toss out here? I get, uh, well, it's living talk. a life less ordinary. Ooh, uh, there you go. Uh, I was going to let you get the ding. Unless you give me uh, another one. Fucking Kelly McDonald in Train Spotting. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, which. Shallow Grave? Everybody looked at me like I was nuts sure. when I said that in the office, but the she voiced the character in Brave. She did? And I was like, that is the only Disney princess I've seen full frontally nude <laughs> in real life. And it was like, okay, perfect. I'm, I'm making a connection. Like I've seen her I've seen train spotting at least four hundred times. <laughs> She's very naked and and a Disney princess. Did Nobody she ever get else. naked in Boardwalk Empire, I forget. Um I don't know. That show <laughs> I, I slept through the Half the first. I can tell characters. Crude monster. Uh, I tried. I tried to watch it. I again. run a. I run a celebrity nude site. I can tell you. Do you, Mr. Grimm? <laughs> Mr. Well, get on that then. Where, Mr. Any, Grimm's hot flick pics. Was anybody else <laughs> as into train spotting as pics I was? With three X's. Uh, yeah. It was a kind of a thing to be into. It was the thing to be into before college students decided like Donnie Darko was a thing to be <laughs> yes. into. You know, it's like everyone watched Train Spotting. Junkies were awesome. every week. You know what else was a thing oh, yeah. to be into? Heroin. Yes. Yeah. Heroin. It was exciting. Yep. That's Heroin. why I was into that instead of fucking like... Train Spotting. Okay. <laughs> I was living it, man. Easy, Dennis Miller. <laughs> you put your head in toilets and went on crazy adventures. It was cool. I fucking yeah. love that movie. And that, that dude's books, by the way, Irvin Welsh. I don't know, nutty, drug-addled books. I Man, I don't remember any of them. Except that there was one book... Trade spotting? No, I'm trying, I can't even remember. <laughs> the, they all have names like the porn and filth. And they, they have one-word titles, and they all have very similar covers. And if you read them back to back... I don't even know how these people wrote books. Like, I can't write a book, and I'm not even on drugs. And they wrote so many books. I know. No, you haven't found the right drug yet. Yes, right. I just I keep like, trying. Now your drug books, is, is your book writing drug. alcohol, and that's to suppress you into watching a lot of Hulu. <laughs> I watch a lot of Hulu, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are my drugs. Yeah. But uh, I guess they didn't have any anything to, like... Uh, Take their attention while they were in their drug and so they just like found a typewriter and that's true. There are started no... started making up stuff that Kubrick could turn into movies later, and and so could Cronenberg. Yeah, how do you, they never do any drugs and just made up stuff. Did you open don't another Chrome stuff. tab on this typewriter? <laughs> no, uh, nothing. Yeah, right. Sorry, Grandpa. No, that's uh, sorry, fine. <laughs> no, I meant Google Chrome. I should have said Firefox. Anyway. That is our show. <laughs> We're going to go out on that? Come on. I'm sorry. Hey, you're the ones who wanted to call me out for bombing. Everybody else, I give a sound effect. Mm. If I had a sound effect, I don't give myself you some sort of tip I, I don't ever do that. Well, I can reach your laptop, so. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> yes, that's how you go. <laughs> well, before we go, we should probably mention that Video Game Apocalypse posts Tuesdays on uh, videogameapocalypse.com. Or you can go to our <laughs> iTunes uh, page and subscribe from there. Totally yes, you should definitely subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, tell your old T-Dar buddies that we're talking about games again, yep. even if it's not. It's new. happening. <laughs> it's happened. Men are talking about video games and a lady. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. And a lady. Um, 
You know what? I'm going to try and close out train spotting style. Um, see if I can get all these plugs out of the air. Choose later time podcast.com. Choose t shirts. Choose to donate through PayPal. Choose to subscribe on iTunes. Choose to rate on iTunes. Choose to tell a friend. Choose to like on Facebook. Choose to follow on Twitter. Going ahead, getting by, moving ahead, the day you die.